This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today I'm going to be talking about a subject known as the end times. This subject has been talked about and written about for over 2,000 years. It would literally take me months to cover all that is known about the end times, and there are many different beliefs, even some who have caused disunity in the church for about 2,000 years. So as I go through this, please understand, I will do my best, but it will also take some thought, prayer, and study on your own. When we talk about the end times, a few subjects are key. The return of Christ, the rapture, the great tribulation, and the Antichrist. All of these subjects are crammed into a relatively short period of the future and cover many New Testament and Old Testament scriptures. The study of the book of Revelation is also very important, but a daunting subject. So I will not consider it today. Therefore, I will give you a brief overview of Matthew 24, 1-31, and some other helpful scriptures. If possible, read Matthew 24 after you listen to this podcast. On one occasion, Jesus told his disciples that the great temple of their day would be torn down, not a stone would be left on another. So they asked when this would take place and what would be the sign prior to the event. Buried in this question was the understanding that when Jesus became king, as they were expecting, the whole of life as they knew it would change. Jesus then explains that there will be false prophets, false Christs, wars and rumors of wars, and that we should not be afraid. This is not the end. Then the beginning of the end will bring greater war, famines, plagues, and earthquakes like birth pains. Small at first, but increasing as time goes on. Christians will be hated, persecuted, punished, and put in jail. More false prophets will arise. Lawlessness will increase. Persecution will increase. And under these pressures, many believers will fall from the faith. Families will persecute family members to the point of death. Yet, the gospel will be continued to be preached to the end. This calls for great endurance. No superficial Christianity will carry us through this time of trouble. This same theme is repeated in 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. It says, Now the Spirit expressively says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceiving spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. These signs will increase shouting at believers that Christ's return is near. Then a very specific sign will occur and all will see it, the abomination of desolation, which is explained by Daniel the prophet. This is the beginning of the great tribulation. The abomination of desolation is understood to be the Antichrist a man empowered by Satan who will arise on the international scene and proclaim himself to be God. He will be a desperately wicked man and seek to destroy 
every sense of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Bible, and all its teachings. Through this man, Satan will execute his final attempt to exalt himself above God on earth and take control of the whole world. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-4 says, Now concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to come from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first. The man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. All of the basic elements of Matthew 24 are covered right here in 2 Thessalonians 2. The return of Christ, patient waiting, the falling away of the faith, the rapture, deception, the Antichrist, the abomination of desolation. So when we see armies surrounding Jerusalem, there will be great tribulation throughout the world and specifically in Israel. Another round of false prophets and false Christs will perform mighty miracles to deceive people and sway them to worship Satan. Immediately after this tribulation, great signs in the sun, moon, and stars will rock the world, and the sign of the return of Jesus will appear in the sky. The unbelievers of every nation will mourn, and they will see Jesus coming in power and great glory. Jesus will sound a trumpet and send his angels to gather his faithful followers. 1 Thessalonians 415 15-17 adds depth to this gathering of the saints. It says, For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left behind until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trump of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. This heavenly gathering is known as the rapture. Jesus Christ is coming back. He has given us clear signs as birth pains, starting small and growing with time. But these signs cannot be properly understood by the events of the last 10, 20, or 30 years. We have to look back 100, 200 years and study the scriptures and listen to the leading of Holy Spirit's voice to understand His timeline. Yes, we don't know the day or the hour of His return, but we do know the season, and that season is upon us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-6 explains that we will know the season. I'll read verses 4 and 5. It says, 
But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Are you a child of the light? Can you understand that his return is growing closer? If you are not a born-again Christian, I encourage you to become one. Measure the cost of following Christ. It's not the easy way out. It's actually a narrow road. It's filled with spiritual war and the testing of your faith. It is the most important decision you will ever make. Eternity lies in your future, and God's righteous judgment will determine where you go forever. Yes, heaven or hell. Change your way of thinking. Trust God. Trust His Son, Jesus, completely, and let Him clean your soul and give you a new heart. If you have questions or comments about what I've been talking about today, feel free to write me on my webpage, thecleansoul.org. My name is Dennis Curtis, and this is The Clean Soul Podcast. Mm -hmm.